This is a, an excerpt from a book I'm writing called Lemon Pies. Uh, the two characters are Patty Joe and Eugene, and they're at a new church just trying to get started up down the road. And I, from what I understand, these people, um, uh, this congregation is trying to bring in new faces. I'm Roman Catholic, and they, they're Protestant, but my mom would always call them publics. Anybody who was not Catholic were considered publics. And um, so we heard that we can get either get uh, like get a nickel down the road because the young girls, 12, 13 years old, were getting um, dimes to help take care of babysit these little kids and, who were while their parents are in, inside the church. So we heard, my friend had told me I can get a nickel, that nickel I was going to buy a piece of lemon pie with. So me and my brother go to this location, this church, and uh, I'm about eight years old when this actually happened. I still remember the congregation laughing when I couldn't figure things out. And here is what happened. And this is the minister speaking. And I see we have two new young boys with us for this morning's service. It's good that you're at the front, closer to Jesus, for as he looks down from his cross and welcomes you, we welcome you also with open arms. And young man in the blue shirt, you can stand up. What is your name? Pat, sir. And you look like the oldest one. How old are you? I'm eight, sir. And who's the little one in the yellow beside you? His name is Gene. He's my brother. He can stand up too. He is, sir. Well, tell him to stand up on the kneeler. Oh, he is, sir. Never mind. And how old is your brother? He's five. And how come you have come here today? Who have you come here with, Paul? My name is Pat, sir. I come with my brother, Gene. I know you come with your brother, but who brought you here? Oh, we came here with Chess. Oh, Chester. And so, Chester, you brought these two young boys in, did you? Yes, Mr. Martin. That's three chocolate bars for you because you got one last week and the one week before, didn't you, for bringing these other little boys in? Yes, Mr. Martin. Good work, Chester. And on your way out, pick it up, pick up your gift, but you cannot eat it inside the house of our Lord nor in his garden. After service, you can eat it at home. Okay, Chester? Okay, Mr. Martin. And as I look around this holy gathering and see another lovely crowd filling our pews, I hope other young people like Chester are paying attention because of Chester's good deed and with our eyes of our Lord watching, he can have a choice of an O. Henry or a five-star bar. Now back to these young boys. Which cross do you bow for, young lad in blue? Pardon me, sir? Which denomination are you? Pardon, sir? Nomination? Which church do you go to? Oh, Holy Redeemer, sir. So you're Catholic? Yes, sir, and so is my brother. Yes, well, and we hope so. And may I ask in front of this warm congregation while you are here, have you come to hear the word of our Lord? Have you come to give thanks to our mighty Savior? Young boy in blue, I'm speaking to you. Oh, well, I told me, brother, we can get a nickel each if he comes to your church. A nickel each? Well, you'll have to talk to Mr. Andrews about that at the back when you leave. But surely you can't expect to receive a gift from our Lord by just walking into his home. God does not give gifts to those who desire only the coin only riches, the sweet but tempting candies of life. We must work hard and honor him in order to receive the gifts of heaven. Isn't that true, Chester? Yes, Mr. Martin. 
Now, Chester, for instance, knows the love of God would always be with him if he puts the Lord first in his life. Isn't that true, Chester? Yes, Mr. Martin. That is why he will receive the chocolate bar. Not because he has brought two young boys to these wooden doors behind you, but because Chester has spread the wondrous word. He is a messenger of our Lord. He is an apostle created before you through God's command. Gee, what? Chess is not one of the apostles? Who? Chess. He's a public. Paul's one of the apostles. What? What's an apostle? Ours, well, ours wears long robes and got big beards. I think there's some gotten something to do with chocolate bars. Shh. And guiding these young lads here to where the Messiah is waiting with open arms and heart, waiting to bring these two young boys through the blessed doors of heaven. We can get to the heaven from here, Pat? I think so, but not through them wooden doors. They just lead out the valley road where we lives. There must be some other ones. Where? Maybe behind them blue curtains up there. Shh. Gene, quiet. And in order for you two boys, you two boys to receive his glory, young man, you must answer just one question. Now, other members of our congregation gathered here on this beautiful July morning, spread out in as many colors, sounds, and fragrances, the birds singing in the trees outside these lovely stained windows, the beautiful babbling brook outside our door. Know what I'm talking about when I refer to a certain cup. Is he a priest, Pat? Yeah. How come he wears a tie? Because he's a public. Shh, quiet, Gene. I would need to know from you, young man, what the Lord speaks of. What would be in it? What would it be full of, overflowing with? Paul, do you think you know the answer? The name is Pat, sir. Well, Pat, what is overflowing from this cup? Which cup, sir? I can't see any cup. Where? In order to be saved and be welcomed into the gardens of heaven, we must drink from a cup. What would this cup be filled with, young man? Which cup? Can you see it, Gene? One second. Mrs. Marshall, could you bring me that blue cup next to the book of hymns from behind the curtain? No wonder, Gene. How am I supposed to know it was behind the curtain? Thank you, Mrs. Marshall. I will hold this blessed cup of our Lord before all of your hearts and souls. And now I'll return this young boy and ask you again, what would this cup be filled with? I don't know, sir. Take one guess, young man. Uh, I'm not sure, sir. Take any guess. Uh, is, it, uh, um, is, it, is, is it milk, sir? No, no. Okay, it's not milk. Now, I can see why everyone is laughing, but it is more precious than that, more precious than this suit that keeps me clothed. It is more seeing than these glasses that give me sight, more abundant than what each morning offers. It has to do with heaven. Would you like to try again? Um, uh, take your time, young man. Um, I can help you with it. It is not a liquid. Is it water then, sir? <laughs> Dear Lord, why, please? No need to laugh, everybody. Hmm. Uh, no, it's not water. It's filled with something more precious than that. Whereas water can sustain life, nourish one's body and bones, this wondrous gift will sustain your soul to be on the fields of forever. It is something that all humankind strives for, something all of the races of this world seek, beg, and cry for. Oh, uh, is it beer, sir? No, it's not beer. Okay, well, quiet, everybody, quiet. There's no need for everyone to continue laughing. This young lad obviously is nervous. All disciples are nervous when they bow before the glowing grace of the Messiah. They're blinded in thought. And who wouldn't be? For we are not worthy. I will hold this cup up and turn it upside down. 
And if it does not contain any water, milk, or beer, then it must hold something that we cannot see, that we cannot taste, but that only our wretched spirits can touch, but only if we give ourselves to the Lord. Did you see anything fall out, Gene? No. Maybe he's a magician. Shh, I want to see more. But drinking from this cup, our sinful souls will overflow with everlasting glory. It is interesting that Paul, Paul, is it? It's Pat, sir. That Paul would mention the demon's cohort, the devil's brother, the parasite of pleasure, one that would temporarily satisfy the throat of thirst, yet twist the mind into a slithering den of medusas. What's he saying, Gene? Where all sinners are led down, down into the fires of hell. How many of you have shoveled coal for Satan? For you have fueled the devil's furnace with sin. Raise your hands to the Lord and ask forgiveness. All their hands are clean, Gene. They must be wearing gloves. What, Pat? Nothing. Shh. Is the devil in our furnace, Pat? I don't think so. But I'm not putting the coal in this winter, just in case he's there waiting. Put your hand down, boy. <clears throat> You're the only one with dirty hands. You should have wiped them before we come in. Okay. For from this holy vessel comes a much more important gift, one that would sweep the world with joy, water our spirits with hope, fill our emptiness with wonder. For if you take the path of our Redeemer, you will never be led astray. And if you could, in this moment of our Lord, now turn and face one another, you will see what I'm speaking of, pouring out through each other's eyes. Look at me, Gene. Wipe your nose, boy. You got snots all over. Use your sleeve. Is it gone? Yeah. Is anything coming to my eyes, Pat? Nope. Anything coming to mine? Nope. Good. I think we're okay then. Shh. And for in this sacred vessel comes something that we cannot hold, but it's so magnificently rewarding that we can feel it flow like a river through our shameful earthly veins. For those substances of want and desire that this young boy has mentioned will allow us to wander into the blessed palace of our Lord. As a matter of fact, Though all of those gifts come from the precious soils of our Creator, the demon's salvation is just an evil disguise, brewed up in the basement of Satan. Is it like home brew that Dad makes in our basement, Pat? I think so. I think it's different. I don't think so. I think it's different. Shh. And he will lead mankind not into the glorious golden fields of heaven, but into the moaning dark dungeons of the devil with his vision blinded before the throne of God. He is left not to stroll through those fragrant, blessed gardens, but to stumble and fall, forever tangled in the thorns and torment of the burning volcanoes of hell. I'm scared, Pat. It's okay, Gene. Miss Pennell didn't teach us that there was volcanoes in hell. Maybe that's in another chapter. What, Pat? Nothing. I don't want to go to hell. We're not going to hell. We're going to get the pie first. Shh. And once you have sipped from this wondrous chalice, then and only then can you enter into his glorious kingdom. Fellow worshippers, I believe that with the looks on these young boys' faces, the love that the love of our Lord is now embracing their souls, flowing with warmth through their mortal bodies. Do you feel warm, Gene? No, me neither. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. And as this most powerful and purest of life's moments radiates through them, maybe we should give this young boy more time to think about the answer. I can tell by the look that he is seeing the great reward that waits beyond this mortal cocoon of selfishness, greed, and sloth. We learned about the slots in geography. They live in Africa. What, Pat? They live, the slots lives in trees in Africa. Who? The slots. Shh. What? Slots? Is me nose okay? Shh. Yes. Shh. No, in Africa. What? Africa? Shh. Quiet. And with God's help, 
We will untie the ropes of these two boys before they leave. Ropes that bind them to this gutter of impurity and immorality. Are they going to tie us up, Pat? No, I don't see any ropes. Are they behind that blue curtain? Maybe. Shh, 